0: Hey, welcome to a special edition of Anime Talk. Today we are doing an Early Impressions of the Spring 2014 season. I'm joined by Acostas. Hey, how you doing? And we're going to walk through some of the shows we think you should be watching. Surprisingly, I don't know if he feels the same way, but spring isn't that bad. Not at all. Usually spring
1: is very much a downer season where they're kind of saving up for their big, I don't want to call them summer blockbusters, but they're actual great shows of the summer and winter seasons. So it's really nice to see a lot of great
0: shows this season. I would say there's some that have definitely risen to the top. The mediocre shows are actually better mediocre shows. Yeah. And there's very few that I think are just completely, well, there's always a few that are completely worth skipping over.
1: But there are very few that kind of trick you into thinking that they
0: were going to be good. Yep, yep. So let's start with the first one, Acostas, that you're watching. um, The Kaku City Actors. Oh, yes. Um, Starting off,
1: I really wasn't sure if I was going to get into this. I never really paid attention to the Kagero Project. I listened to a couple of the music videos, but I never got in-depth so much where I had a clue who anybody was, what in the world was going on. I just basically thought, hey, good music, pretty colors, I'll enjoy this. But starting off, I really like, I mean, it's shaft. You're going to enjoy how it looks, or at least I'm going to. But even outside of that, I'm enjoying very much how scenes are kind of set up and how environments are set up, where it feels very shafty, but it also feels very... Like, unique to the show itself. It's not something you would find in, uh, like, Baki Monogatari Or, I don't know, what was that terrible one? Sasame-san. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one everybody wants to forget. Yeah. I I think, for me, the one thing that is holding this show back is that it was made by Shaft. I think there's oh. just a few things in there. Because with all the Monogatari series, I think yeah. Shaft is, has... I think that style has, has started to burn itself out with me a bit. And then the whole reason I couldn't watch Nisekoi, even though I do read the manga, and I know exactly where it's coming from and what it's trying to do, I don't think Shaft did it right. And so I, maybe personally, I like the what Makaku is. I just don't know if, if I'm being held back from enjoying it because of Shaft, or if something, you know what I mean, something along that line. But it is enjoyable. It's on my, my week-to-week list, I'll call it, of whether I'll keep watching it or not. Yeah.
1: As far as Nisekoi is concerned in regards to Makaku City and Shaft, I think Shaft's overall style for that doesn't fit. It's not as, like you have these grandeur backgrounds and everything's super pretty and then it's really a very simple show at the end of it.
0: Whereas- It's a rom-com.
1: Yeah. I mean, whereas Makaku City Actors and I would say Baku there's something, I don't know, different. I don't want to say deeper or more not philosophical or anything like that. Just, it seems like an entirely different show that it actually kind of lends itself to. I can see being burnt out on the style. But I don't think it's really unfitting too much.
0: I'll give you that. And the way they uh, up in episode three here, they've woven together some of the different pot lines. They're doing a good yes. job. It's reminiscent of a, a Baccano or a Durara in terms of what they're trying to do with the plot. I can't yeah. say it's the same execution, but they're trying. Yeah. So on a side note, one of the ones you're not watching, which I really think you should watch, is Sidonia, Knights of Sidonia. Yes. Um, I think there are people that are being turned off by this because it's all CG. Yeah. But the manga is, the plot in the manga is good enough that it'll, oh, if they do it right, and they have been so far, it'll overcome the limitations of what they're doing in CG. And I don't think you could hand animate this well enough to match the, the sci-fi-ness of the show.
1: Yeah. It's just a lot of people that are going to be enjoying these shows don't realize the budget and time constraints that go into these,
0: these yeah. fights in the actual show. I was just surprised at how yeah. low ranked it is, like on Anime Planet. It's in the, for a spring show, it's really far down there. Oh, good. Which kind of shocks me. It's in the above 1000 where you get no game, no life being 62. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely one that I, I would encourage you to watch and I would encourage those listening to watch as well, because if you enjoy a good space sci-fi action as well as a little bit of drama here and there, I think, uh, I think that's the show to watch yeah, by all means. So our, our first, uh, romance show. We're going to talk about One Week Friends. Oh, goodness. So, if you don't know, One Week Friends is a show about where our female protagonist uh, cannot retain memories of her friends longer than seven days. Her memories reset every Sunday night. Which lends itself to some pretty interesting situations as our male protagonist tries to make friends with this girl with a little bit of love interest in there, only to find out that making friends with somebody who forgets you every week is a little bit more difficult than he planned on. Yeah. I I think I've commented today that this show is very cutesy. Yes, very... Oh, go ahead. I'll say, but for me, I don't know how long the cutesiness is going to hold my attention. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. Generally, what's
1: tying me to it at this point is the warmth of the characters, or just how it feels very endearing and very nice. I don't want to see cutesy so much in that regard. It's not like you're, oh, hey, look at me, I'm so kawaii type of thing. It's just very I don't know, pleasant. It's a very good way of putting it. It's a great show to wind down with.
0: I'll give you that. There's you're not you're not being spun up or spun down by it, that's for sure. It's very even keel. It's very slowly paced that you can enjoy the moments.
1: Yeah. You can see everything coming but it only really lends itself to it.
0: But yeah, this show it does a good job of pacing itself very nicely for a romance show. There's not a lot of highs and lows. It's very even keel with very good touchy feely moments here and there. Yeah. It always seems to manage to end on a on a good note. Yeah. And
1: I'm actually really enjoying I don't want to say the art style, but it's very reminiscent of like Wandering Sun, something in the regard where it looks very watercolored, but not quite as ephemeral as wander- water Ugh, ephemeral as Wandering Sun was.
0: Gotcha. So we go from a very soft and watercolor show to another sci-fi series Captain <laughs> Earth. So Captain Earth is just another giant robot human needs to save the planet, you know, generally speaking type show. Yeah. We've got aliens, we've got conflict, lots of visualizations of a sexual of a sexual nature where you know things plunging, fighting. It's it's very it's very reminiscent of the previous works like um Oh, Star- Star- gosh. Star Driver. Gosh, why couldn't I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but it's, it's a
1: very enjoyable show. Yeah, it's not... Uh, there's something I really don't quite like about it in that everything feels very contrived. Where, they're like, hey, look, you'll understand all this in good time. And I love a great, like, mystery to it. I like how they're kind of prodding at us. But at the same time, things just fall into place way too easily just to explain things or... Like little plot points like, Oh yeah, I just shot this thing with my super gun that we didn't even really knew could shoot before. And now I can play like big <laughs> Frisbee
0: with my friends or I can throw a boomerang with my friends. Yeah. But, but I will admit that's pretty great. The hacker neat though is pretty she kind of oh, makes yes. a lot of scenes there. There's one scene in the yes. latest episode where you're like, Really? She just did that? And it it's it her character definitely livens up a lot of these scenes. It's the one it's the least contrived character of the bunch. Yeah. Cause there's no way on earth you'd, I think, did you watch the episode this week? I actually haven't caught it this, or yeah. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> okay, so episode, is it, it's three or four? Uh, episode four. Four. There's yeah. a fantastic scene right in the middle between yeah. our hacker neat and our male protagonist. And it's just yeah. hilarious. Oh goodness. It's great. And that's, it's that scene that makes you realize, hey, there is some decent writing here, they just got expanded a bit. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's very anime-ish type scene, but it fits perfect and it's just funny. I liked it.
1: I think, honestly, I'm already predisposed to that character type as far as that's concerned. I mean, half the reason I watched uh, Vivid Butt Operation was because of that <laughs> <half the> character. <laughs>
0: yeah, but this, this character is way better than anything in Vivid yeah. Butt*. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> so we go through a show like Captain Earth, which is very beautifully animated. It's getting to be better scripted. Into a show that I know you haven't watched yet, M3. I have not. Yeah. Honestly, the show was terribly animated for what it is. <laughs> Yeah. The plot was I don't know. It was Oka- it was Mario Kata. I don't know what to say about her half the time. And there's some characters in there that are like, really, they're about as thick as a sheet of paper. Again, Mario Kata, But and it's like, man, that first episode was that brutal. And I'm on the fa- I'm going to give it a 3 episode test, but just because it's got a little bit of not horror, but Kind of a dark, mysterious edge with some giant, with some robots, some Gios type robots, yeah. you know. So it has an edge of potential, but honestly, in my opinion, this show is an over for 2 for Mario Kart this year. For this, yeah. already this year. Especially when you combine it with Wix Sauce, which we'll just combine in the same topic. <laughs> Cause I know you're not watching that yet either. Nope. Wix Sauce, or as some people have started calling it on Twitter, Weak, Weak Sauce. I know there's a few that take great offense to that. <laughs> it, it, I know they're trying to do something cool with a card game thing, but they're not getting beyond that. It's just a damn card game.
1: Well, look how well that worked out for Yu-Gi-Oh and how well that
0: worked out for Cardfight Vanguard. Yeah, but Yu-Gi-Oh appeals to the four and five year olds. It's, oh, yeah. it's yeah. popular. It's popular here on American TV. That, sure. Shoot, man, they're they're running episode after episode of that every Saturday morning, and they're always bringing the new series. It's because there's a four to eight year old range that it works for. Yeah. It appeals because they can sell cards and all kinds of crap. Meanwhile, I just bought cards three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that appeal. (laughs) I'm just saying. And then you get Wixus, where it's a it's at its core, it's a card game kind of thing. They try to make it where you get you dive into the card game and stuff. Yeah. But it's not. And again, the edginess is paper thin. Yeah. And so it's like, eh, I don't know if it's worth keeping. (laughs) <laughs> so there you have it. My prediction: Mario Kata goes 0 for 2 this season and has two complete flops on her record for 2014 already. But I'm just throwing that out there.
1: <laughs> I'm just kind of wary of both of those shows now, even more so than I was in the beginning.
0: I think Wixus is better than M3, but I, think I want to pick up M3 because it's so bad. <laughs> M3 is like the animation style is bad. Like it's oh, just it's bad. bad. It's ugh. ugh. Anyways, but let's go to something that's definitely more plot-driven than... Well, the animation style is unique, but it's definitely more plot-driven, and that is ping-pong. Oh, yes. Yes, so yes, yes. So yes. I can understand where the visual appeal isn't for some people, but definitely the visuals combined with the writing and character, uh, dimensional characters they've got is just great. I mean, overall, I don't like saying the word masterpiece, but
1: this show, I mean... It has been super, super high up there for me week after week after week. It's the first thing I watch as soon as I get home on Wednesdays. I believe it's Wednesdays. Thursdays. Thursdays. It's Thursdays. Thursdays?
0: Yeah, because it's Noi. noi Oh, yeah, Noi Pamina. That's right. I always forget that. It's animation backwards. So it's always Thursdays along with um, Na-na-na-na. Yes. And I'm butchering that on purpose for those who are listening in. (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you who listen to like 90s pop and rap na 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 -na will make sense to you for the rest of you (laughs) he he, uh, cost us last because he knows where that comes from yes but anyways go back to ping pong yeah it's visually very interesting the the way the the characters are animated and drawn and then this latest episode this week was just great episode three right yes yes
1: what I think I love most about it is just the care taken in the direction and in the animation. I mean, yes, it has a very, not gritty, but very sloppy looking style that's really, uh, like, evocative of Misaki Yuasa. Mm-hmm. But the use of color for different characters and the composition of different sounds and different scenes and how it all
0: ties together, it's, like, super, like, super masterful. It's like the best way I can put it. Oh, yeah. One of the friends of this blog, AJ the Fourth, wrote it, just wrote an entire uh blog post on the sounds alone and how they yeah. build and enhance the show. And you're talking about this one in particular. This, the the sounds of ping pong are captured brilliantly in this. The The foot movements, the sound of the ball hitting the paddle, all these little tweaks and sounds that make, that add that additional depth to a show are all captured. Yes. And even though you say that the animation style can be sloppy on purpose, for lack of a better phrase, uh, there are scenes in okay. this week where they show the individual, uh, uh, not fibers, but, uh, uh, pieces of that ping pong panel as the ball hits and you can see them flex. So there's yeah. this mix of details combined with that fluidic, uh, animation style. It's, it's well done.
1: I mean, I almost want to say it's, um, it's kind of showing what Smile is focusing on more than anything. I mean he's not really too interested in the world too much, but you look at the video game and that has very crisp graphics. You look at the paddle, which he's going to pay attention to, that's very crisp looking. That's kind of a pet theory of mine, but Gotcha.
0: So there is another sports show which you should be watching, but you're not. I'm not. Which is Hike Hi I can never say this right. Hike Which is a story about a couple of of junior hires that didn't, one of them considers the other one a rival. They end up going to the same school to join the volleyball team and end up becoming teammates. It's I'm not huge on sports shows for two reasons. One, I think a lot of them are for Joshi Bate. For all those who watch Curl Boss, that's what I think. I'm not going to hold that opinion back. Yoapetta. It's, what's that? I'm going to yell it out. It's yoapetta? It, huh? Oh, go ahead. Yo, yeah, Yoapeta, another one where it's just about, ugh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Haikyuu actually feels like a sports documentary as much as it feels like an anime. Hmm. I mean, there's some over the top character stuff, things like that, but it's definitely more about the sport of things than guys getting naked being all ripped and showing off their bodies because that's what's an audience. That's what the audience certain particular audience wants to see. Yeah. Cuz believe me, one of the main characters, he's like 5'2", nobody wants to see the scrawny little kid naked. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting myself in a female's shoes and going, man, that's not an attractive character. Yeah. But, but it, it, it does things well. It has good competitive spirit. There's a reason, and it's not over the top. Like, if you, if you watched uh, Ace of Diamond? Yes. I thought the main character was too over the top. Yeah. I've watched three episodes. Try- What's that? Oh, go ahead.
1: It was just trying to tie in the,
0: like, the hot-blooded
1: feeling, I thought.
0: Yeah, and it was too hot-blooded. Yeah. I think Haikyuu does a good job of... Keeping that emotion in check. Have
1: you seen Ice Shield? 21?
0: I have not. Ah, you should. I mean, the way you're describing it, it's actually reminding me very much of Ice Yeah, see, I've had a lot of trouble with sports anime, so I've been very wary to dive in a lot. So this season has, I'm diving, I'm in way more than I've ever been. <laughs> way more. So we're talking about visuals, and let's go to something that's in striking contrast to Ping Pong in No Game, No Life. It's almost visually eyesore with how yes. bright and colorful it is. Saturated filters. Yes. Thing, think, basically. But it goes with the series. I would have to say it does match up with kind of this, mis- uh, this fantasy world type setting. Yeah, fantasy world pretty much, I don't know, very evocative as far
1: as games go, I think. I mean, it's always going to be these bright, flashy colors. So when you have pretty much every single color of the rainbow in one frame of just the main character space, it feels very like, gamey and very, very fake almost.
0: And it goes into contrast with the first episode where they're living in the darkness. I thought that yeah. was a good contrast to that first opening scene. They go from basically being neat inside of a dark room to this over-the-top game world that's bright and colorful. Yeah. The plot is interesting. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's it's, it's enjoyable to watch. It carries itself well enough. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just the only things I really take any... Um, I don't want to say taking any concerns with. The only things I really don't like is the way that it's treating certain characters. And I understand it's going to be a male-oriented show, but it's like, okay, I get it. She's nude. Oh, all of a sudden she loves them. It's just, oh, it's the word I'm looking for. The fantasy filter is a bit strong sometimes. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, I'm
0: enjoying it very much. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of something there is. It's definitely... Main character-centric and messy-driven in that yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's like, hey, this is a guy just like me, and he has a sister that loves him,
0: and he can make any girl do what he wants by just winning a game. Well, remember that was the bet, right? Yeah. So he got to execute something, and then the bets, you know, he made the, the... What he wanted from his bet was to have her fall in love with him, yeah, because it that world makes all bets contractual. Yeah. And Otherwise, what? he's a loser, so... Yeah. And he even admits he was a loser. So I mean, yeah. there's no no sidestepping that. Yeah. So keeping in the theme of Brocon and Siscon, we'll go right to Mahoka, which is the ah. irregular at the irregular ha- at Magic High School. I wasn't say fantasy high school, I got for some reason had that lodged in my brain. The irregular at Magic High School. <sighs> it's definitely fantasy's the anime. Yeah, it's it's male fantasy <laughs> the anime, I'll give you that. It's definitely a light novel. Adaptation. There's no, there's no deviation from that. For those of you that haven't seen a lot of it yet, the main character and his sister, his sister has this over the top love for him. He tends to play into that even though you, it's hard to tell if he is or isn't into that. And there's just so many things going on. This latest episode had all kinds of issues between Brocon and Siscon, (laughs) bad politics, racism. It touched on it touched on a lot of fun subjects really quick. Yeah, you could tell as, as the Twitterverse and the blogiverse started watching this, they're like, "What?" It, you could see the rumblings of a "What the hell?" kind of going through people.
1: The second coming of Omashu, as far as
0: politics <laughs> are concerned. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Start ranking everyone by their power.
0: Yes. What is? Yeah. Good, <laughs> Great. Oh, uh, so for those of you that love your light novel mm, fantasies, that is for you. Other than that, man, I can't give you much beyond that. Yeah, no. Now, one show I'm surprised you're watching because it's kind of, for the most part, it's kind of bland is Brunhilde in the Darkness. Yeah, it's actually, I think it's that blandness that is very, it's very
1: comforting in a way. I mean, I do enjoy certain shows just to relax after a hard day. Just go home, it's stupid entertainment, I'll put it on and I'll enjoy it. I mean, Brunhilde fits in that, No Game No Life fits in that, in a lot of ways Captain Earth and One Week Friends do. Where they don't really take too much thought to, to enjoy to such a degree. I'm sure Captain Earth later on, I'll put more thought into it. But generally, it's just very, it's very simple. It's very, eh. <laughs> it's okay if it's bad because that's all I want at that point in time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's male-centric at all. It's just yeah. not, it feels like it has a, it has an interesting, science-y kind of twist that just isn't executed well. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. You know, the, I can't say a whole lot on the show. I don't have much to say on it. It's just, I think after this week, I'm finally going to drop it.
1: It's still sitting on that line for me just because it is that stupid show that's easy to watch.
0: And I don't know. It's, eh. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. So speaking of, eh, we have Nana. I'm going to, I'm going to try to say the full name here. Let me find it again. I call it Nana Nana, but that's never correct. It's, uh, yeah, Rugi... Oh, let's just call it the <laughs> na na Forget it. I'm not even going to try <laughs> to pronounce it. But it's the other uh Noitamina show for this season. And honestly, it I don't think it fits. It feels like you could throw this into any time slot, and it would be the same whether it was in the, you know, regardless. It's just, yeah. it's a generic, not generic show, but it doesn't feel like it deserves the slot it's in. But granted, I don't think the time slot's what it used to be. Yeah, not at all. It's... It's interesting that they have to solve these puzzles to find treasures, and they've already finally have met their their evil match. But it doesn't feel like it's all that special. It's another one of the shows you watch it because it's it's there, not because it's like wow, I have like ping pong, like I have to download. It's like uh, I'll pick it up. It's not bad. Like it's just gonna just neutral to me. So take it for what it is. If you like if you like a little bit of mystery with some fun action here and there. It's not bad, but I don't think it's worthy of putting in the slot it's in. And thank goodness it's only 11 episodes, I believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, as so, far as noise is concerned, I mean, there have been a lot of things over the years that I haven't really fit. But actually, that's probably a conversation for a different time. Never
0: mind. We should have a special just on talking about that slot. <laughs> but no, anyway, we should. So, let's go to another romance show, though. The world is still beautiful. Now, in our spring preview, between the two of us, we were not high up on this show. Nope. Because we felt like it had a little bit of Stockholm Suspension Bridge Syndrome along with it. But you're watching it.
1: (sighs) (laughs) I don't want to say watching. (laughs) I've watched some of it. It's not... I don't know. I don't want to watch it anymore. Entirely just... I can deal with low budget, I can deal with terrible sound quality that sounds like you're stuffed in a room, I can deal with a lot of stuff. But when you have a scene where, hey, we're up on the hill, and, oh yeah, let me just tell you one line that my dad came up here with my mom. And that is the entire war moment of the entire episode, is where you cut up paper to look like cherry blossoms to remind him of his wife. It's like, just to the point where even the good parts are contrived and just terrible. And I understand some people
0: like it. I, by no means, can enjoy that show. And for me, I have seen it up until this week, and I'm done. (laughs) I just can't watch it anymore. It's it's just bad romance. Just bad romance. Insert Lady Gaga joke.
1: What's that? I can't think of a good Lady
0: Gaga joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i just sitting here like, come on, come on, I can do it. We're, we're terrible, we're terrible. <laughs> but let's dive into two action series this season. Let's go with the one I know we're both enjoying quite a bit, the newest JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. Stardust Crusaders. It's just so much, it's over-the-top fun. Yes, bottom. It's,
1: it feels a lot slower paced than... Um, than the other installments, but at the same time I think they're taking their time introducing the main five, or there's going to be more down the line, but they're introducing the main five people that are going to be in this party. I think, or I'm at least hoping that's going to pick up speed to the the speed that we kind of expected with Season 1.
0: Gotcha. Now this is a two-core show, right? Two-core show? Yeah.
1: Yes. You kind of have to, though, because the first two uh, parts added up to, I think, maybe 17 volumes. And this one took some twenty-two volumes, I believe.
0: Yes, so maybe so. it's maybe it's three core. I can't remember for sure. But it, the pacing is great. It's over the top fun. The whole stands thing is funny. Yeah. One of, the sidekick from Grandpa JoJo is hilarious. Like he's <laughs> he's he's waiting for a good ass whooping Let's just be honest. He <laughs> he's due for a good ass whooping in a comical sense. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I I really enjoyed how they brought back
1: the airplane in part three. Basically, the whole joke of, yeah, this is my third plane crash, 3 of 3.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like
1: how uh, he's kind of turned into the speed wagon of the series, where he is kind of the announcer of everything that's going on
0: on screen. Yeah. But, and JoJo's
1: then, always going to be great.
0: Yeah, JoJo <laughs> is great stuff. Now on the side topic, on the side, I yes, to the next side of that, I, you're not watching this, but you probably should, is Black Bullet. Hmm. It feels initially feels a little bit like it has some lowly con elements to it. Yeah. But as you start kind of get into it, you realize no, oh, these little girls are being exploited more than it, there is any sort of lowly conness to it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of a, almost child abuse Ew. kind of stuff. No, not not in a bad way, but you no, know, these girls have special. <laughs> I'm not, that sounds really terrible. <laughs> yeah, it sounded horrible. It sounded horrible. <laughs> no, what I meant to say was, let's back that up, is that these girls are being exploited for their powers. They're not sexual toys. They're not, yeah. But they're being abused in the sense of that they're being exploited for a specific kind of like thing, the, huh?
1: Like Gunslinger Girl,
0: in a way, or yeah, yeah. Okay, these little okay. kids are weapons more than girls. Yes, and there's a, there's a certain sad element to that, which we'll see how the show plays up to that. If it continues to really kind of play into the humanity of people, or if it's just gonna gloss it over, which would be yeah. a, which which would be an abuse if they kind of glossed over this whole equality in humanity vibe that you
1: get. Yeah, they can either go the route that may end up super preachy or go the route where it
0: ignores all that and it probably ends up much worse. Yeah, it's riding a fine line on the preachiness right now. So we'll uh, have to watch. The main character gets preachy for about two minutes in one of the episodes. <laughs> you know how that is? He's gotta give yeah. his diatribe about why this girl is like a little sister to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not she's not a tool to him. She's his little sister kind of kind of diatribe. Yeah. But it could be interesting. There's a mix of action, some sci-fi, some monsters, etc. and so forth. It's worth, it's worth looking at.
1: As far as the antagonists are concerned, are they being painted as pretty much the people in the wrong or is it, hey, we have to use these girls like this because there's no other choice for the monsters?
0: There, well, so there's the general societal feel where these girls either use them, well right now, these girls come from an island where they, they toss them out to survive on their own. Okay. And then they're brought over from this island, made into weapons, and then they're paired with a person who goes out and helps them. No, they, they work as a pair to fight. Okay. But it, it's it's not too shabby. I'll say that it, it's on my, if it really steps a line, I'm dropping it list. Yeah. So one of the shows I tried to watch this season and just could not finish an episode was the Mangaka and his assistant.
1: <laughs> I just it, didn't even look at it.
0: Uh, I watched one episode. It was just bad. You talk about fan pandering to the to those looking for some sort of cheap, cheap cop and feel type episodes. Yeah, and that's what that is. That actually,
1: I think I said this in our um, in our preview. It reminds me of a um, a Dojin series. Yes. Dojin as in I, I no, actually I think it was H. Nevermind. i would never said anything about that. I don't read I think, comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this show could be easily full yeah. hentai and you all you have to do is remove the clothes. Yeah. It's just that stupid. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It has that feel. Oh, Uh, one show I should pick up, but I'm not, Break Blade, just because it is a rehash of the first five, five or six movie? Uh, Six. Six movie series split up into 20, no, 13 episodes?
1: Yeah, 13 episodes. Yeah. One core. I mean, I might pick up the episodes that have the new animations or the, like, the new scenes, but otherwise it's... I just rewatched it like six months ago. It's not
0: really high on my rewatch list at this point. Now, a show I did pick up, a little, like a couple episodes in, that I've actually enjoyed is The Coffin Princess. No clue what it is.
1: Haven't should even I, heard of it. I kill the
0: Coffin Princess. The main character is about white hair. She teams up with a brother and sister combo who are trying to help her achieve her goal of gathering all of her dead father's body parts that are spread out across the earth. So, it's okay. a little bit of magic, a little bit of action, kind of this steampunkish. A little steampunkish here and there. Huh. It's, it's more interesting than I gave it credit for. That being said, it's another one of those ones that's, that's on the line for me. Like it's at any moment awesome. I could just do something stupid and I'd be done with it. Yeah. Is it treading that line of Brocon, Siscon? No, not at all. There's no love between oh. brother and sister.
1: Awesome. It's kind of bad when we get to the point
0: where we have to ask, are it, they incestuous, and be surprised when the answer is no. I could write, I could do an entire Monologue on why I'm sick of anime being about characters under age 18 that get naked and Brocon and how incest is terrible. Like, I don't even know why we joke about that in, sh- in like, informal mediums. You know what I mean? But, but then we wouldn't have Yosuke and Asura. And who's saying that's a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was terrible. But, um, but yeah, so. There's another special for us. We'll talk about the decline of noidomina, and we'll talk about the, how anime and its obsession with underage nudity.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. We can and have two special right Or incest in general. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to do that <laughs> one. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm gonna dive side topic here for just a moment. There was that's somebody good. that actually defended incest as being at the same level as defending a homosexual relationship. With the shin. I don't think so, unless <laughs> he changed his name. No, that that alone, I just had to sit there and go, like my, my jaw was hanging wide open. And yeah. So in no way would I ever equate those two as being of equal protections under sexual, yeah. you know, under law and for providing no. equality for all people. You know what I mean?
1: No. One leads to. I mean, there are people that say that it's completely ableist to say this, but. You have sex with your sister, you have a child, you have much higher risks of deformities, you have much higher risks of uh, mental retardation, of autism, of epilepsy, of a lot of things.
0: Th- that's just going from the purely genetic standpoint. Yeah. We're not even talking about... Um, We're not even talking about... Uh, just societal. The societal. And that they're fucking siblings. Anyways, we're, gonna, we're diving off topic. But <laughs> so yeah, so guys, <laughs> yeah. hey, so there is our what you should be, what our first impressions of this spring. Go ahead, check out some of these episodes. You can find what I'm watching on Anime Planet if you want to see some of the other shows and what I'm thinking of them so far. Also, go ahead, follow both Acostas and I on Twitter. You can always mm-hmm. see our up-to-the-minute opinions as we watch stuff. Yes. For Anime Log, this is Joe.
1: This is Jesse, Costas. <laughs> 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 Signing off. See ya.